It's time to roll up to Van Richten's crib. Let's see the exhibit of riches on display. Would be a shame if Rudolph was living in a 10 foot by 10 foot square apartment in a big city that costs several thousand gold a month. Ooh, that's too real. Does it count as breaking and entering when it's your own house? Hope somebody still has the keys. Joseph better be serving up some answers, and he best not have forgotten the young master's birthday. Now to turn to the task at hand. We shall see what's the deal in episode 94 of What the Fumble, Cards Against Insanity. it again yeah i thought just to let everyone else in on the new developments in the room here there is now a picture of van richten's childhood manor on the front of my dm screen maybe uh that is who knows she is hell it is very bougie maybe it'll hit one of our social media platforms or all of them Ooh. Who knows? Maybe you should check those listeners. Maybe leave some thumbs up and that kind of stuff. Maybe I should post more. Whoops. <laughs> we probably all should. That's I mean, a- it's a pretty nice house. Like, holy moly. Like, actually seeing it. Like, yeah, there's... When I look at the picture, here's how I feel when I look at the picture. I feel like I'm going to embarrass myself describing this house in a room that David is also in. <laughs> That's how I feel when I look at the picture of this house. So, yeah, it's all you, bud. What the hell are we looking at? I think there's some gables, but I'm not sure if that's what they're called. Okay, for those at home, just to provide some context, um, I'm a dork, and I work at Home Depot and know a lot of things about home construction and all that stuff, or I guess it's practical, maybe not dorky, I don't know. I'll leave it to you. I know a lot of fancy terms for homes. The preamble was dorky as hell, so you got that. Yeah, there you go. So, when it comes to this uh, Victorian-style home, it looks to be up to three stories. It's got clay-tile roofing. With uh, louvered shutters around every window. Every door is a double door system with a transom window above with colonial pillars uh, around the perimeter of the first floor. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at a photo of this and I understand less now. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say about the windows? I'm seeing stained glass windows and transom windows above the double doors. What? uh, Okay. Basically, transom is the type of window that goes above a double door. And okay. I'm, I'm seeing that on the what looks to be the western side of the home. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And louvered means that there's a lot of slats, like a lot of slots and stuff on shutters on the sides of the windows. I'm oh, seeing that on every single side of the windows. David, I love you so much right now. You just, without me having to make a fool of myself and ask you what those two words meant, you just knew those were the two words that I had no fucking clue. <laughs> You just worked, knew I've, what words I needed. To I've find. worked at Home Depot a long time. I'm used to that look. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. So in regards to the actual exterior of the home, I'm seeing a lot of stained glass windows, double bank systems, meaning window built on top of a window, uh, both left and right and up and down on the southern side of the building. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of wrought iron uh, pillars on top of the roofs, right on top of the gables, which there's three gables being like uh, triangled ends of uh, the roofs. And yeah, for the for the record, Van Richten will let you know that there's there's three stories and a large attic mm-hmm. as far okay. as mm-hmm. the contents of of this building. Oh, it's a horror campaign. Always has to be an attic. On the right? we- on attic, the we- I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> on the western side, I see a bay window, a window that juts out with three points, and I see a window above that with a Juliet balcony. A Juliet balcony is just a wee little balcony that's maybe a foot out from the building that you can see on the west side oh is that so that like juliet can call out to romeo from it is quite that... quite literally that's yeah. where it comes from uh, horny <laughs> teen great. balcony got yeah mm-hmm. she monologues about him but doesn't know he's there mm-hmm. and i'm seeing plenty of uh moldings which is this funny word for trim of uh above all of the entryways and roof areas throughout the entire house I guess, or mansion or manor or whatever you want to call it. So, Wait lots- a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know the words for all of these things, and you can't tell me if this is a manor, a mansion, or a house? <laughs> I question your credentials, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think that's more a state of mind, Miles. <laughs> this is an estate. There. How's that? There you I'm going to call it a cabin. <laughs> I just need to know... How much is this whole thing going to run me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic, because I was picturing this house, A, constantly lightning going off behind it with no rain, and two, a for sale sign with David's face in a suit in front of it. (laughs) Just like a thumbs up or like... Okay, no, like, like real angle. talk, I think I've seen this on Shore Road in Bedford, an upscale neighborhood, and it goes for about three and a half million. Oh, yeah, that you know, in today's market, that seems about right. Yeah, the Haligonian market has gone way up, especially in the past three years. The housing here is absolutely bonkers. That Canadian dollars are gold. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Canadian dollars. At least, if I, if I had to, you know, be an armchair real estate agent for a moment, I would put this at like an easy three and a half million. But how's the Wi-Fi? Non-existent? Magical. (laughs) Bit of a deal breaker there. So there, there's my description and me nerding out with my Home Depot lingo. I'm just happy he moved the sexy banshee closer to me. There's also a picture of amazing titties that I can no longer see. Because it's facing Adam now. Oh, man, I can see him now. Awesome. Oh, (laughs) yeah. What? (laughs) The DM screen has been adjusted and some things have moved i've got all like the old school black and white pictures in the front of my dm screen for all these fools to see and right now adam has that the banshee <laughs> that we killed with like a on his very side. very low cut one, one, chemise i'm t- i'm texting it to you colin don't worry <laughs> a chemise <laughs> actually texting him oh my god maybe that'll make it on uh some social media as well you folks should really check it out really pushing some social media tonight i like this boys (laughs) i like that this is what took us to finally yeah a bunch of 30 somethings figuring out social media banshee boobies what (laughs) no talking about yeah talking about housing and real estate come on oh okay i totally tuned out (laughs) this is our real estate podcast now yeah no kidding 
So how about going into this house mm, and I playing some D and D? Yeah, yeah. We want that want, tour. You guys want to play some D and D, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play some D and D. All right, fair enough. I have had a week to to look at stuff and think about things. And yeah, as you guys are traveling down the road towards the manor proper, as it's kind of rising above the horizon, you're still a good bit of ways. But Van Richten, now that I've had a week to think about it, will answer one of the questions that you guys kind of posed to him last week. He, again, I want to make it clear before I answer this question that I'm not trying to push you in one direction or another. It's just throughout the course of the week. Like I thought of a pretty good answer that I didn't in the moment think of last week. Uh, when you asked Van Richten, like, what is the least likely thing you would do? Like, entering this house or just being here? Like, what is the least likely place you'd be in or do? He does have an answer to that. Mm. Justin didn't in the moment. <laughs> that's fair. It's like those arguments in the shower that you have. Like 100% that's where <laughs> like this game play from. the thing. Oh, I would have said that. I, mm-hmm. I win every single one of those arguments. <laughs> 100%. So I want to make it clear I'm not trying to push you in any direction. Uh, but his answer, honestly... He would tell you that on the first floor, uh, there's a western entrance, and attached to the hallway on the other side of that entrance, there is a ladies' waiting room. On the first floor, he lets you know that there is a men's waiting room and a ladies' waiting room for guests. Ooh la la. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a very... Like a powder room. Exactly. Uh... And just due to tradition, he has literally never stepped foot in that room, ever. He's never been inside of that room. So I guess that would be the least likely thing you would do would be to to go into the eastern, or excuse me, the western entrance and head directly to the ladies' <laughs> waiting room. Take well. that how you will. I'm not trying to push you that direction or steer you away from it. But and yeah, after a week, I was like, eh, probably. I think that's the answer, honestly. Yeah, well, the place he has literally never been to and would literally never go to. So if given mission, the opportunity, solo mission for tests. <laughs> You're but, right. Uh, I haven't had enough of those. <laughs> they always go so well. <laughs> it went pretty good last time, honestly. Fair, fair. You did a great job at the gatehouse, but yeah, Van Richten. Kind of lets you know that that's uh, the least likely place that he would go left to his own devices. Uh, again, I only say that because you asked. I don't care where you go. Yeah. I'm one thing that I'm that I've been thinking about in the shower over the week um, is like if this is not like if this is a a weird like simulation like arcane simulation of van richten's past like if there are parts of the manor that he has never seen or he has never been to would like 
if this was created for it, if it, if this isn't the original, it's, it might be. It probably is. But if this was created, would from like his broken mind, would that room that he's never been to exist? Would that be there, or would there be like weird, but like would the textures not be pre-rendered? Yeah. You're thinking, is this? Pulled like, right out of Dark on where it was, or if, or is it like a dream sequence, like yeah. a, or if it's a recreated from his memories? Yeah, that's an awesome. I love that. That's the kind of things you guys are thinking about. I just love it, and that does go back to what Van Richten kind of said last week. That for him, this is not about the who. Mm-hmm. He knows who the who is. The who is Madame Radonovich, it's Aslan Rex, it's all those people who are out to get him. It's the how, it's the what, it's the where. Those are the questions that need to be answered. Most importantly, apparently, the when. The when. Yeah, kidding. fucking timer. Oh, my God. 10.50 a.m. God damn it! <laughs> oh, no, we spent, like, five minutes um, admiring the... Uh, what was it? The, the the windows on top of the windows? Transom, transom win- windows. The transom windows. So it's probably like 1055. We'll call it 1052 a.m. Yeah. as you stop to... <laughs> the light really caught them nicely. It was dazzling, yeah, okay? You, you stop to really appreciate the scene in front of you. It really lets light into the vestibule. We haven't even reached the interior of the house. Why would you need to? I really like that. Before we started recording, Adam made a point that uh, you're questioning whether the time thing... You made the point that maybe I'm just saying the time to fuck with you guys. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I... Not even in a whore campaign, just knowing how you like to fuck with us, let alone (laughs) as a trope, as something to get in the back of our heads, as... Yeah, there's so many nuances that... Because knowing you, there's there's two potential ways you could do go. You could have every single NPC in here in a meticulous 24-hour Groundhog Day style of whatever. Or you have us taking such meticulous notes that when you go, yeah, what did they do yesterday? Haha, <laughs> exactly. That's what I wanted them to do. <laughs> Fuck. That's what this is. <laughs> Are you just kicked back under that table, just stretched out, relaxing, ready to go? There's no better horror than that of your own mind. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. But yeah, it's it's the the how. It's Every question but the who at this point. And there that house is still far enough back that, uh, you know, you can just barely see it. It's just kind of cresting over the horizon. So what to do, guys? What's the plan? All right. Um, Charge! I'm kidding. (laughs) Just some housekeeping now that we have it in sight. I mean, above the table, probably going to be a bit of a, like time commitment when we head in there um would we want to take a short rest right beforehand because if we do i know looster's running low on hit dice but if we commit to a short rest i have um five key points worth of healing i can pass out to anyone for practically free if we make the short rest happen i mean i'm only down one bardic inspo i would get that back 
Um, you, would you get your acid breath back, or is that long I rest? I would. Mm-hmm. I'd get my acid breath back, and I have. I am kind of hurting for health. Like I'm pretty good for health right now. Troubadour took what four damage last week. <laughs> uh, that was last week. I'm I'm sitting above half. Um, personally, I'd mo- I I wouldn't gain much besides that healing from a short rest. I also think too, if uh, this place is like the mausoleum. It's gonna. Hopefully, it's gonna be the abandoned house trap situation where, if we go in and spring one or two things, we might be able to go and lick our wounds for an hour. I'm not saying we can take a whole night's sleep, but do you think if we go in? I mean, I'm just saying. The last time we tried to take a short rest, like inside a dungeon, Lenara died. <laughs> so so <laughs> understandably a- Colin is a little gun shy. Yeah, um, yeah. And all, and I'm yeah. just saying, like, even if no one gets anything back during a short rest, you guys don't even have to spend hit dice or anything. If I take a short rest, that's five D six plus fifteen free health that we would start the start the next part of our adventure with. And I then know. I get all my key points back anyway. I'm fully Good to go for whatever happens next. Listen, I'm on board with that, but once again, this this timer is what's you know just 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 scratching and itching at the back of my brain. An hour's a long time, you know. I feel like when the sun goes down, shit's gonna get real, and an hour is a big difference. Yeah, but if we do go in pretty hardy, and we have from noon to sundown to clear out most of this spot. Whatever is going to go crazy is going to have a lot less crazy to go. And plus you have Tiny Hut, right? I do, yeah. So, Alrighty, well, if the gnarled lad wakes up and decides to stomp his way over here in the next hour, just <laughs> I'm going to say I told you so. You know what? I will take the blame for that. <laughs> One thing, as it is approximately 10.52 as well, uh listening for 11 o'clock and seeing if there's any bells, any clocks, anything inside that denotes that the mansion itself is also keeping time. Mm. Yeah. And also, I would prefer to try to take a short rest earlier in the session than later because, again, back of my mind, something bad went down within the next 36 hours, um, but there's... Like, every hour we wait that we don't take a short rest is potentially, like, cutting off our time to be able to rest at all when shit hits the fan. I mean, yeah. No, that's fair. Plus, it gives us an hour to observe, see if anything's going on from the host, from okay. the outside. Okay, I'm. you've talked me into it, at least. Dave? Uh, I mean, well... the more acid thing- breath! <laughs> yeah, I get acid breath, and then I get more health. Thanks to Tess, I'm not gonna. I only have one hit die left. I'm not gonna spend that. But I mean, I don't. This timer. I hate this timer. <laughs> like, yeah, taking a short rest uh, would be very easy to do. Plenty of woods uh, on the side of the road that heads to the manor would be very easy to kind of conceal yourselves and chill out for an hour. But it would bring the time to 11:52 a.m. I think going in exactly at noon is a baller move. At high noon, the sun hits the sky, kick in the door. It's lunchtime, Put on our spurs. <laughs> it's lunchtime. 
We'll get them at the guard shift. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty. I think we're pretty much unanimous on a short rest then. All right. Mm-hmm. So, in that case... Start slapping us all there, Tess. <laughs> all right. Um, so, you said you're close to full? Yeah. Um, do you want me to commit anything to you? Uh, commit to the other two boys first, and then if there's anything left over, I'll take one. Cool. So, Looster, you got hit pretty hard. What are you What are you hurting for? I'm at 22 of 52. Okay. So, th- missing 30. I'm missing 21. Troubadour's missing... 27. Okay, cool. So... Lustra, eight. Tess is using up the rest of her punches. I am, yeah. Uh, And since we're in a more passive way, it's more going to be just like uh, a slight pat on the the face, like a a little fist bump to the shoulder, stuff like that. Um, So eight for Lustra, eight for Troubadour. Hit me like we're sparring! (laughs) All right. Spinning bird kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Uh, seven for me. Eight for Lustra. And five for Troubadour. And that is my stuff. And Tess will, um, after doling that out, just nod to everyone and say, just let me refocus my thoughts. We got to go in an hour, uh, and she'll sit down and start to meditate. Get her, uh, get her key back. Very good. Everyone goes into short rest mode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend a hit dice, and I'm gonna ask uh, if somebody's gonna tell me a story. Um, Salash would absolutely love to tell you a story. I tell you a story about how this place got flipped upside down. <laughs> 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 I can't know. Oh, oh I'm no! Now I'm now I'm just going back through everything that's happened, but it's just Will Smith instead of Slash. <laughs> We're gonna have to fight Doctor Phil Radonovich or Uncle Phil Radonovich. <laughs> oh, and Max on my uh, song arrest there. You got a six there. Oh, uh, uh, we. I excellent. think we each. I think we each roll that. Oh yeah. Oh, you each roll that. Yeah, okay. we each get to can roll s- a die. We don't steal guess. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Do you have inspiration? (laughs) I do now. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) All right, I'll spend one hit die to get in on that. Uh, A couple of guys, we were up to no good. Started making trouble in your neighborhood. Everyone good on hit dice? Everyone good on heels? Feeling good. Feeling close to great. Feeling pretty darn all right. Oh, that puts me exactly to max. Once all you guys have your uh, your HP figured out, your character sheets all reset, whatever, once we're all set to go, everyone give me a perception check. 22. Oh. Mm, Looster got a 19. Slash got a 7. He was really engrossed in that story. <laughs> <laughs> this, story I'm t- this is an amazing story I'm telling. Uh, Troubadour got a 17. Uh, as I guess Salash is, everyone else but Salash notices he's, he's too busy telling you about this Prince of Bel Air fellow. <laughs> <laughs> At kingdom. a mansion just like this. <laughs> like, 
thought the there... smell of horse sweat in the cab was rare, but I said, whatever. Yo, Holmes to Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout this hour, it's now 11.52 a.m., by the way. Nice. Good. But throughout the hour, towards the end of it, three of you notice that while you were at the cemetery, somebody must have passed you and kind of beat you here. I think, who did all this scouting back at the groundskeeper's shack? I think it was Tess, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that Tess, at the very least, would have seen this large gentleman. He was kind of like lacing up his boots, getting ready to go out for the day. Mm. That same guy is outside of the manor. He's on the eastern side, and it looks like he's just doing some... Like yard work? Some yard, yeah, he's doing some maintenance, doing some yard work. He's building up a a little pile of leaves on the eastern side of the manor, probably like a burn pile for when he's done kind of thing. Huh. Yeah, he's got a lot of weeds to weed. If uh, <laughs> the layer of the level of dust in the freaking gatehouse was any indication. He does seem to be pretty busy at work. Uh, but, you know, at some point throughout the hour, you notice him and that's all he's doing. He's all by himself out there, but on the eastern side of the house there, that groundskeeper is groundskeeping. Awesome. Keeping the ground where it's supposed to be. So we're all short-rested. We're still far away enough from the manor that you could still opt to go the other way or a different direction. That groundskeeper hasn't noticed you. What's the plan? Van Richten has let you know that his least likely point of entry, uh, the last place he'd be lined to would be the ladies', the ladies room. room. Yeah, the ladies' <laughs> waiting room. All right, and that's on the west side of the house? Yeah, and it's not like, uh, you know, it's not a ladies' room in the sense of a bathroom. It's yeah. like, you know. I just wanted to make a poop joke. Fancy, fancy couches and more of a powder room kind of thing, I guess. But yeah. I mean, I just want to go there to check it out, you know? I mean, cur- curious for justice. Mm. <laughs> that would be on the western side if if you are. So I should look at Tess and give his best, you know, ogre impression and go, you know, fancy. <laughs> Tess will just look long and hard at Slash. Like, give one of those, like, cold cock, like, go to punch, but, like, stop, like, after, after you, like, you move an inch to try to make him flinch. And uh, say... You know what? You might be right. <laughs> I usually am. <laughs> All right. West hand side, ladies' room. Let's go. I'll boost you if need be. Thank you, Troubadour. Um, and since he's on the uh, the groundskeeper, since he's on the east side, uh, represent. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> Why gotta be a dork, man? <laughs> <laughs> We're the hardest D&D table around, guys. <laughs> I'm a 31-year-old playing make-believe, okay? Like, fucking... East Coast, Beast Coast. East Coast, Beast Coast. <laughs> so he's he's probably got a lot of work to do on the east side. <laughs> so if we just take a wide berth around the west, we can probably avoid his gaze. So what you're saying his, is we're doing a West notice. Side story. <laughs> yes, we are going to do a West Side story. Is that where the Juliet balcony is? Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'd like to be in the Richten house. Let's all go to the last Richten house. There is a Juliet balcony on that uh, western side. It's on the third floor. I learned a new term today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, David. No problem. Did you get inspiration? Uh, I believe so, yes. You get it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, my sheet has it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. I appreciate that <laughs> offer, though. <laughs> just any, anytime we bring up the layout of the house, he's just like, David, take inspiration. <laughs> Until he uses it, and then he's like, all right, don't have to do that anymore. Um, it's because I missed a zombie last week, wasn't it? <laughs> I do feel a little bad for you. <laughs> Your dad doesn't. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, do we want to go in the, the 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 second floor? I just realized um, if we want to go to the third floor and then uh, Troubadour will just sort of stand on a wall and look at you guys sideways. Just like walk up a tree. Yeah. <laughs> just I can. Uh, yeah, this thing. If we paint you green, then you could be like leaves. I'm going to be a creeping vine, specifically the creepy. <laughs> Yeah, you guys uh, have access to a billion options. Mm. Uh, the western entrance seems to be thrown out there. What are what are we doing? I still feel like uh, powder room is the way to go myself. Yeah, I it's it's going to be itching my brain until we check it out. And it's not like we can't look in there and then scale the building if we're concerned about the interior. All right, let's scoot to that side. All right, stealth mode engage. Oh, Everyone, dear. pick up Troubadour. <laughs> clank, clank, clank. <laughs> Towards the western side of the manor. After kind of standing there and, you know, looking over all your options and deliberating the best point of entry, what to do, all that good stuff, we get to 1158, and it's at about that time that you see the groundskeeper kind of look up to the sky to check the position of the sun himself, almost like he's trying to determine what time it is. Uh, Break time. Yeah, more or less, because at exactly noon, we'll say you guys are you know, kind of walking up towards the manor at this point, maybe about 100 feet away from the manor. And at noon, there's like a dinner bell that gets, you hear it get chimed coming from the uh, northern side of the house, like the back side of the house. And this groundskeeper right on cue, like gets up and goes around to the back side. Uh, you guys were probably maybe even kind of tiptoeing forward, hoping he wouldn't see you. And almost right on cue, he stands up and starts walking in the opposite direction, doesn't see you. Hell yeah. At all. Hey. Hell yeah. And I mean, if the dinner bell was wrong, chances are we know exactly where most people who would be in the uh, building will be. So we can just avoid the dining, the dining room, yeah. We've got an hour to fuck around. As long as they get, like, union breaks, you know, like, I mean, this many stories, this has got to be a three-course lunch for the servants, right? That's fair. That's fair. All right, I... S- I still like the game plan of the west side, um, just because least likely place. Troubadour will go underneath a window, put his shield over his head, and basically become a step for you. All right. I, uh, I will step on you. 
<laughs> Giggity. So we go towards the western entrance. Yes. There's uh, just a stair or two that leads up to this little side door. Beveled glass windows. <laughs> is that right, David? Uh, yes, they have divided mullions as well. <laughs> My fucking god! <laughs> Best part is you could be making 80% of the shit up and we wouldn't know. Hey, David, do you have inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> do you open the door? Who's in the I, lead? What's going on? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think uh, uh, would we know if there are... You know what? I, I I think if we just try to open the doors, we know we have the direct route. Um, unless you want to try looking in a window to the ladies' prep area. Would there be windows um, from the outside to that? Uh, yeah, actually. Right. The room, the ladies' waiting room is like the first room right to the left after you enter through this door, according to Van Richten. So the windows on the wall just to your left uh, would give you access to the ladies' waiting room. You want to go check them out? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll step on Troubadour and uh, just, like, cut my hands around the around the glass and just, like, try to get a good look. Why are we stepping on Troubadour? Because he wants it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she needs to step up. She doesn't, but it's yeah. fun to think. That he's doing anyway. <laughs> he wants to. He looks like he really wants to help. <laughs> I'm just adventure. trying to help. <laughs> I feel. I feel like we're bonding, you know. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm too high up now. I, I like crouch down <laughs> on, while standing on him. <laughs> like look in the window. Test me perception. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen is pretty good. Unfortunately. The curt there's curtains in the room and they're drawn closed, uh, barely a sliver in them. The windows are also very dusty, very dirty and grimy. Drat. Uh, but a 17 at the very least is enough for Tess to feel confident that there's no noise coming from that room. You okay. don't see, you don't really see anything. Uh, it's fairly dark aside from like the sunlight that's kind of filtering in through the dusty windows, but she's confident there's no noise in the room. All right. Um, she'll hop down off of our brave paladin. Um, <laughs> thank you, Troubadour. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's go open the Troubadour and go through the door. Troubadour. I'm hilarious. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anyone in the room. Um, if there's anything that we can find out, I don't think we'll be bothered. All right. Slash will gesture forward to the ladies' room. To the ladies' room. Darkon. Darkon. Sorry, force <laughs> of habit. To the, at the very least, to the hallway. True. On the other side of this door. Mm. So Tess opens this door. Yes. Opens it with ease. It's not locked. It gives you no trouble at all. On the inside, you can see there's this thick carpet that runs from the entrance. It's kind of parallel to this wide stairway that heads up towards the second floor. <gasps> Above and throughout the hallway, you see there's these dirty windows that are permitting a lot of sunlight 
to enter the hallway and give you enough light that you can see what's going on. Underneath the staircase, there's a tiny little office, a tiny little room, Aww. little office under the staircase. The walls of this hallway are all of this dark oak, and they're trimmed with mahogany. Ooh. Very elegant lamps illuminating the entrance here. The glass on the lamps is dim with dust. On the far side of the hallway, like across from you, but way on the other end of the hallway, there's a set of double doors that are closed. And you can see from the crack under the door that there is light coming from there and you can hear voices coming from there. And Van Richten, not too far behind you, over your shoulder, would whisper, that would be the dining room. So across the hall, off in the distance, closed double doors that lead to the dining room. Directly to your left, though, Tess, is a closed door. It's not labeled or anything. It says house. It'd be a little weird to have rooms labeled in your house. But Van Richten, again, over your shoulder, says that to the left should be a waiting room. All right. Hopefully the uh, carpet will muffle any of our movements. Let's go. Uh, and she will take point and uh, make her way to the women's waiting room and see about opening the door. Tess, you open up the door with ease. There's sumptuous quilted fabric covering the walls of this room and the windows sumptuous ooh they're embroidered in these subtle floral patterns a lot of rose and gold fabrics all throughout the room the ceiling in this room is sculpted in white plaster it's trimmed with a gold paint it's elegant designs marching toward the center of the room where a small but elaborate crystal chandelier glitters even through the cobwebs that surround it. Below on the floor, the carpets form like a soft path around delicate chairs, small little tables... There are leaded glass windows that are sheltered by those drapes you saw when you peered in from the outside. There's a little marble fireplace that is kind of nestled in between some windows on the western wall. On all four walls hang paintings that are ranging in size from Tiny cameos to huge landscapes larger than a bed. Just massive paintings. Most of the paintings depict elegant ladies. So, some are resting on sunny terraces. Others strolling through utopian groves. There's a painting of a lady sitting on a boat that's drifting lazily on a quiet pond. 
Tess will quietly whisper, Neblina, just in case. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) happens. However, I do need Tess to make me a charisma saving throw. Oh, you mother Hubbard. 19. Plus two if Troubadour's cuddling me. Hi. Troubadour's cuddling me. I, I actually never got down off of Troubadour. I've just been <laughs> riding him the whole time. I think a paladin. <laughs> a paladin keen. <laughs> I ship Tespador. <laughs> Is that like a weird low-budget Dumbledore? <laughs> we have the cupboard under the stairs and everything. What's the marching order right now? Uh, Tess and Troubadour occupying the same space. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it's probably in order of front to back, Tess, Troubadour, Lustra, Slash, Van Richten. No, it'd be more likely I'd after say... Troubadour, it would be Van Richten, and then Slash, and then Lustra bringing up the rear. Fair. Okay, I mean, I'm with, okay with no. that. Okay, cool. Like, with Van Richten's trepidation, would he be closer to the back, or I guess it doesn't really matter? I think dead center, and I'd want him at least 10 feet away from me at most. True, true. Get that aura. Yeah. But why, though? <laughs> oh, no reason. <laughs> no reason. He said with a sinister grin on his face. I'm just going to pick up my initiative die. I'm just going to do it for no reason. What would you say the number was? 20-something? 21. 21. Is a failure. What? Holy fuck. Um... <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Um, Colin needs to go cry. <laughs> Tess, those of you behind Tess, Troubadour, like Tess has kind of taken point. There might even be like a little bit of of trepidation for the rest of the party to enter the room after Van Richten has said it's just like very taboo for any gentleman to cross the threshold of this door. Good thing we're all chads. <laughs> so none of you think anything of it when Tess walks right through the threshold of this door. Tess, you feel your body get filled with a coldness. The fuck? And you just all goes black for Tess. What the fuck? For the rest of you, You watch as Tess very nonchalantly walks over to one of these small little tables in this lady's waiting room, almost with a purpose, like she knows what she's going for. She slides open the drawer of the table, and with just a flurry of activity, just hands moving lightning fast, almost like with expertise, as Tess pulls out a deck of cards from this little table. What? No No fucking way. What's going on? What's going on over here? I know you guys are all familiar with this thing. Remember this thing? Oh, no. Oh, the Taroka cards. Oh, my Lord. While I pull them out, someone describe. Someone tell the audience what a Taroka deck is. 
uh, they are a very legally distinct from <laughs> from a tarot card deck uh, for the Wizards of the Coast and uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's the D and D version of tarot cards, allegedly. Oh man, wait, wait. We have the Ouija board. We have the tarot card. I mean, the tarot card. We have cards. the spirit board and the tarot card. Right, right. <laughs> I think. I'm like I know as I use my facial tissue and adhesive bandage (laughs) and eat my gelatin-based dessert (laughs) with almost impossible speed. Like the speed of someone who's done this thousands, maybe tens of thousands of times. Fuck (laughs) that monkshin ain't no joke. Damn. (laughs) Tess pulls five cards out of this Taroka deck. I'm so excited about this. So excited. This is the part of the adventure where, like, I literally, I have no idea what's about to happen. Like, the the remainder, oh, I'm just so excited. I'm scared <laughs> oh to spoil God. anything now. Oh. No, spoil everything. <laughs> Five cards get placed on top of this tiny little table in the form of a basic Cross. Tess puts the first card face up at the center of the cross, the second card directly below it, and the three remaining cards get placed to the left, the top, and the right of that face-up card. And then Tess turns towards the door where the rest of you are just starting to enter, and Colin, if you don't mind, I've I've fed you a line on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what's my motivation here? Okay. Uh, okay. Moving. Okay. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> yeah, Tess will like have placed it all. Just look at it. Look up to all of you. Eye contact with Troubadour and Lustra and Salash. Sort of like linger on Van Richten. This is the journey's final mile. Let us see where the road will end. <laughs> oh, I'm so creeped out. Fantastic, maniacal cackle. Call. <laughs> what do you mean? That was my regular laugh. <laughs> It's like he read your notes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> One card is face up, and I'll we'll determine it in the end. But there's four other cards to draw, four of you around the table. Oh, man. It only seems fitting Ooh. that each of us pick a card from the Taroka deck, I believe. Oh, man. Hell Yeah. So I'll pass the high deck. The Taroka card is divided into two. There's the high deck and the low deck, just like a regular deck of cards. Going to pass the high deck to Colin, if you don't mind pulling one. From anywhere or from the top? Anywhere at all. Anywhere at all. All right. Have you got your card? I've got my card. We'll move on for now. Miles, I'm going to hand you the low deck. If you don't mind taking a card from the low deck. Certainly. Guess I can do a little bit of a fan. 
Very nice fan. And when you are through, if you would pass the remaining cards to David. Both high and low? Uh, David just needs the low deck. Okay. There you are, Dave. David, if you'll take one. Anyone? Anyone at all. I'm going to pull one from the middle-ish. Adam, I'll get you to do the same if you could pull one from the the lower deck. Right. Perfect. Shout out to the lower deck. Yeah, yeah, fantastic dive bar here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. If you're ever taking Great. a piss tour on a Grigola, oh shit, that's Patreon content. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. Now that's a weird face. All right. Do you have a card? I do. Fantastic. Adam if, clearly has a system for picking a card. If all of you could pass me the remaining cards. Thank you. Thank you. Colin, while I'm feeding you your next line on Facebook Messenger, could you Splendid. describe the card you pulled a little bit? Tell us what it is, what it looks like, that kind of thing. I pulled, uh, appropriately, the marionette. It appears to be a sculpted wood figure. It's like a a torso that just seems to have... Only one arm and a face with no eyes. Like, the, the, the eyelids are there, but, like, the eyes behind them are empty. Um, sculpted with a lot of detail, and it looks like it has sort of a black crown on top of it with strings suspending uh, suspending it above what looks like a, a metal jeweled chalice. And it has... Um, it's one arm has its, uh, has its hand right above the chalice and it looks like the fingers are sort of almost conjuring something above the, above the glass. Very, very cool. The marionette is the card. The card that's already face up right in the middle, Tess, Mm -hmm. is the card of the innocent it is of a middle-aged girl, her hair all done up in braids. She's wearing very, like, clean white gown. She has this very innocent look upon her face. Let's kill her and get it out of the way. She's in a very elegant-looking room. And once the card of the innocent and the card of the marionette are visible... Tess's mouth once again begins to speak words. Go to where the innocent at the root of evil slept. Go to where the innocent at the root of evil slept. That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) The next card in a blur gets flipped over by Tess's hand. Miles, what does it look like? What is it? Um, a young woman with a burled crook, uh, and, uh, almost like a vaudevillian cane, but for sheep, which is apt because the name of the card is the shepherd. Um, a young woman probably in her twenties with shoulder length black hair and two bobs on each side, wearing a large, uh, woolen coat. Uh, clearly made of wool with, uh, with a design around the cuffs just halfway up the forearm, leaving her wrists and hands free to grasp the crook. 
uh, surrounded in a field um, uh, with trees around it, with several sheep, uh, white ears pinned low with collars, some of the sheep bearing markings uh, indicating some kind of group. And interestingly, this shepherd also has a small dagger at her right hip. Oh, very interesting. There should be a card number and like a suit at the top of your card. Could you tell me what that is? Yep, it's the number four. Um, and the suit is what I appear, yeah. <laughs> the four of what the fucks uh, yeah, that's, I was going to try fucks. my that's, uh, that's, I was going to try my best to explain it but it's uh, uh, the best way I can explain it is that it's basically that's a penis <laughs> no it's uh, basically an omega symbol with one diagonal line and a small indentation on it and another straight line going through it it is the Four of glyphs, if I'm not mistaken. The four mm. of gilfs. All right. Oh. <laughs> Bitch, I'm 78. <laughs> <laughs> if you're 78 and you're looking for a grandmother, your species lives 10 times as long. <laughs> There's great, great, great gilfs that you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> There's. <laughs> There's mothers. Milfs, no thanks. Great-great-grandmothers, no thanks. You want those gilfs. I don't see why this is so hard to understand, Adam. <laughs> oh, no, I described uh, it we perfectly. Can just, we can just move on. Come on. Once again, Tess begins to speak after that card gets flipped. Colin, what does Tess say? Beloved of a child long gone, it carries secrets. And may help you reach victory. <laughs> and just like that, another card flips over. David, what is it? Uh, so the card I pulled was The Conjurer. It looks to be a uh, young woman, looks to be in her 20s, wearing a thorned uh, crown, is weaving some magical signs with a hexagonal glyph glowing in magic all covered in stars at each corner with a large star in the center, wearing a black dress, and on her left hand looks to be a large bracelet of sorts. You said stars? Correct. And as that card turns over, Colin Teth says this. The conflict will end where healer Turned oath breaker. <laughs> One final card remains on that tiny little table. Adam, what is it? All right. The card is. Describe the card. It's two and a half by three and a half inches black. Oh, no, wait. God. Oh, the other side. Uh, <laughs> We have a gentleman sitting uh, crisscross applesauce, but uh, his arms are fully extended, grabbing the front of his shins. Those arms are shackled in manacles, manacles stretching to the sides of the picture. He is well-dressed, well-kempt. His hair 
almost like a flame dancing atop his head because there is flame burning buildings behind himself. He laughs maniacally as this card is the Six of Glyphs, the Anarchist. Mm. I mean, we did say we had to do chaos. This is weird, man. As the card flips over, Tess once again begins to speak in a strange tone. A power thwarts your nemesis, and you may emerge victorious. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that, Tess, you kind of come to like nothing happened. You don't remember anything. The rest of you certainly do. Now what? All right, so we should spread out and search this area, see if there's anything of note, anything at all. Wait, why are you, why are you all looking at me like that? What's your name? What? What is your name? My name is Lamin Vinar. It's Tess. Let- What's Luther, the, full, the, full, the full name? No, you were acting weird, and I want to know if you're yourself. Do, do you remember being here, and now you're there? I listen. None of you are making sense. Luster, how I'm is Tessanthia's your cardistry? Okay, how is your cardistry? Are you good with cards? I mean, not really. I mean, they back at Splitport, they would gamble but i never really did much of that so I the mean, cards in front of you would you be able to sort them out within within a second like what are you she, she like looks remember. down she like looks down and looks at the cards okay what did you do what did you do what happened here how you, come it's always us when somebody when magic makes other people do things because I like the shift blame. I thought we've been over this. I oh, that, no, that's fair. Uh, we watched you uh, walk into this room and uh, deal an amazing hand of blackjack. You said some really creepy things. Uh, there was a lot of laughing. That was uncomfortable. And uh, you dealt us a Taroka deck hand. Would Tess have any knowledge of Taroka? I think you all would have knowledge of Taroka. Yeah, you all... uh, It's like common enough. It's common enough to know that, yeah, it really is the Forgotten Realms, uh, the Dungeons & Dragons version of a tarot deck. Uh, In your travels, you've learned that Vistani are, you know, often found with them, but they're not the only people. It's it's, a means to tell fortunes. It's like uh, astrology. Not everyone does it, but some people are better than others, and everyone has a working knowledge. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pisces. <laughs> That's such an anarchist thing to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> you dealt us all Taroka card readings of sorts. I, I didn't. I, it, that can't have been me. I didn't do that. I, I just stepped into the room seconds ago. No, oh, yeah, your body did and was taken over, but you're here now, so that's great. Do we want to see if it happens in the boys' room? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. She'll, like, sort of, like, hold herself and, like, rub the goosebumps on her arms. She looks really uncomfortable. Salash will put a hand on her shoulder. I understand that you're not used to being 
charmed in this way. It's probably a very new feeling for you. It was strange, certainly, but no harm has come to you. You have, if anything, given us insight into what might possibly be ruling this house. What did I do? I, I, I dealt these cards? You gave us a fortune. So Lash, get out of the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> Troubadour has not left the door. It's our way. He's not in the room. Oh, I see. So Lash will... Uh... <laughs> Looster's doing the same thing and giving you just a judging look as well. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's that kind of game, is it? Um, Salash, realizing he's broken possibly one of the biggest social decorums and taboos in this home, um, he will just simply um, uh, like grab Tess by the wrist and lead her out. We don't need anything else more in this room. All right, but what about the cards? And she'll like reach back and like touch the marionette card as she's being escorted out. Just like touch it to see if that brings back or like gives her any thing like any indication of like what she's done it doesn't it doesn't unfortunately Tess the cards just lie there motionless like nothing happened you have no memory of the things you just said but the rest of the party is looking at you like you just said something very strange, and Van Richten is looking at you and says the the reading of the Taroka deck. You have no recollection of saying it out loud. None. If you hadn't pointed out the cards, I wouldn't have even noticed them. As I believe, perhaps you were possessed in some way for a moment. What concerns me even more than that is that perhaps your possessor now knows the same fortune that we do. Perhaps a race is on our hands now. And it's at about that same time that the dining room door kind of creaks open those double doors on the other side of the hall right now it's about twelve ten. by the way dining room door creaks open and this tiny little she's shorter than troubadour oh she has hair the same color as him though fiery red hair and two little ponytails like on either side of her head is a small, young little human girl. She's maybe six years old, very oldest. She's clutching a tiny little doll that looks like is very well cared for. The doll's wearing like this little dress that you can see is is newly sewn. And a look of complete shock just comes over Van Richten's face. As this little girl looks right at him standing there in the hallway and just says, Rudy, you're home early. And we'll call it a week there. What the fuck? What? What? What?